6. Let's just go ahead and get into the Word of God before we do that. Let's ask God to help us. Father, thank you for your word today. Thank you for these great testimonies, Lord. We are so thankful for just everything you are doing, God, and you've blessed us. Lord, help us, I pray, again tonight, Lord, as we just get into your word. Give us all an ear to hear what your spirit would say to each one of us, God. Talk to me, God. Help me and strengthen me to do better, Lord, in you. And God, just have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Matthew 6, part of the Sermon on the Mount. Just going to read these two verses. In verse 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. God bless you. You can be seated. I, I'm not sure. I know I say this a lot, but I might uh, might have to carry this over to next week. Well, I want to deal as much as everybody just uh, talking about thanking God for the church family. Thanking God for... And God gets the glory, doesn't he? We wouldn't even, praise God, like each other if it wasn't for Jesus, would we? Where would you be? What would you be like? What would I be like before if it wasn't for God? Amen. But he changes us and he gets all the glory. And let me say this. As awesome as you are, you know, I know somebody say, man, he's giving me a compliment. He's setting me up. But as awesome as you are and as God has made you to be, your challenge and my challenge is taking your awesomeness and mixing it with somebody else's. Yeah. Dealing with other people. Yes. How many know it's challenging? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. And there's a lot in the Bible about how we get along with one another. And as good as we're getting along with one another right now, I, I want to help us do better. And I believe God's got something for us. Amen. I... uh before we get there, I want to say that uh, the more, you know, there's a lot of religious people. You run into folks all the time, and uh, they're, they uh, call themselves Christians. And um, if you take a little bit of time to try to reach out and talk to somebody, um, you know, there's a lot of really strange ideas about in the world about what it means to be a Christian. A lot of people believe they're saved. A lot of people believe they're on their way to heaven. But it's interesting to find out that you talk to people and they're so illiterate when it comes to the Bible. Amen. Let me read you scripture. Jesus said in John five thirty nine, he was telling those folks there that I'm sure they consider themselves children of God. And he said, search the scriptures. He said, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. The very thing that they were fighting against was the word of God. Amen. I, I, I talk to people all the time. Oh, it doesn't take all that to be saved. And, and you've got people now... Uh, you know, well, I'm a Christian. I'm on my way to heaven committing adultery. Amen. 
You talk, I, I talk to him. Hey, I'm, uh, things that the Word of God says, be not deceived. Amen. You practice these things, don't call yourself a Christian. Amen. I, I know giving up sin so much, you know, if you try to quit sin on your own, good luck with that. But maybe you've got a lot of self-control and, you know, that's not going to save you. But I'll tell you, when you get Jesus inside, some things are going to change. That's why we keep telling you what the Bible says. And we we use the scripture over and over again about how old things are going to what? Pass away. Behold, all things what? Become new. Amen. You're born again. So, uh, over and over it talks about a transfer. Jesus can't move into your life. And you be, remain unchanged. You can't live your life, all your life, as your own uh, leader, your own Lord. And now let Jesus be your Lord and go unchanged. God's going to make some changes. And let me tell you, he's going to make them right. He's going to do the right thing in your life. It's exciting. It's exciting to, uh, to me uh, uh, to see those changes, to see what God can do, to see people be it growing and learning and being more of what God has them to be. And I was thinking about all the different things that I could list today that nowadays it just seems like, folks, oh, you know what, it doesn't matter if you do this or if you do that. Uh, you, you're still a Christian. It doesn't take all that. I think, search the scriptures, <laughs> read your Bible. Amen. Find out what Jesus said about that. Find out what his word says about that. Don't tell me you love God and you don't keep his commandments. Amen. But uh, I was thinking about this verse in Matthew that we just read. My experience has been a lot of folks, whether they be preachers or people that call themselves Christians, they uh, kind of believe this, of course, but they... They don't really put it in the same category with a salvation message. It doesn't really fit when you say you can just keep on living any way you want and keep on doing whatever you want. Just just believe in him. It doesn't say believe in him. You got to believe on him. Don't tell me you believe him and you trust him when you don't really trust him enough to obey him. Amen. I mean, those words mean something. Oh, I love him so much. Well, follow him. Well, I don't know about all that. You don't trust him? He said, I'm going to give you life and that more abundantly. But I wonder what folks that just say, hey, just just believe. Don't worry about the rest of the Bible. I don't, you know, uh, I guess that part matters. But the rest of it, that doesn't. What what do they do with this scripture that says, if you don't forgive, you're not going to be forgiven? What do you do with that? Can we at least start there? There's got to be a line somewhere. What matters in your word? Jesus himself said, if you forgive others, you can be forgiven. That makes it pretty important, doesn't it? And that's something we all ought to regularly search our hearts and say, God, make sure there's nothing in me. That's, you know, and that, that. I'll just tell you my own experience. And as a pastor, I've seen it in, in some of your lives as well. You're going to. Find out when God's spirit starts moving and you allow him to dig down in your heart. There might be something underneath the surface that you yourself buried and and forgot about. When God brings that out, he'll heal you. 
When God works on you, it'll be liberating. Amen. And that's really what I want to talk about here, because a lot of times many of the characteristics a Christian lives as far as dealing with other people. I'm going to tell you, you're going to be the benefactor. You're going to be the one that receives the blessing when you learn how to forgive others. When you learn how to treat other people right. Amen. Did you hear these testimonies? How people say, I'm so thankful I've got friends. I'm so thankful I've got brothers and sisters that, you know what, if I'm down, if I need prayer, if I'm sick, if I need help, hey, I've got people there. We need that. But I know it's challenging, especially if you've been hurt. And if you've dealt with people, you've been hurt. But sometimes I want to deal with a lot more than just forgiveness. And we're going to kind of kind of start here somewhere. I know we're familiar with you've heard me preach about it many times. And if God lets us keep on preaching uh, and you keep on listening, we're going to keep preaching about forgiveness. Because I want to see you in heaven. Jesus said, if you don't forgive people, you're not going to be forgiven. Jesus made that condition about our salvation. You can't hold on. There's a lot of sins the Bible tells us. Like I said, there's lists that we talk about in the Word of God. Ephesians has one. First Corinthians has one. Revelation has one. Uh, Ephesians has one. These things the Bible says, hey, if Jesus moves in, he's going to kick some things out. He's going to bring in better. His spirit's better than drugs. His spirit's better than alcohol. Amen. His spirit's better than lust. Amen. And all that, God cleans you up and makes you excited to be alive. Takes away the fear. Takes away the anger. Takes away the depression. Fills you with an abundant life. Blessings. That's what being a Christian is. It's not just saying, oh, I, I, I pray a little, I pray here and there and, and I'll read my, those are good things. I believe in prayer, reading the Bible. When Jesus really moves in, he starts to renovate. He makes all things new. So one of the things that we don't look at maybe as much, you can look around society, look around your neighborhood and say, wow, that's sinful. I don't believe in that. The Bible teaches against that. But in church, in Christianity, you could, you could harbor this unforgiveness. You can hold grudges and, and just be as lost as anybody out there that you're pointing a finger at. According to what Jesus, he made it very clear, made it plain. This follows, you know, and I, I, I tell you what, you need to deal with it. Jesus taught a pattern of prayer and he said, pray it. <laughs> Talk to God and say, forgive us just the way we forgive others. You're going to stand in front of God on those those words. Amen. How you judge somebody else is how you're going to be judged. How you show mercy is how you're going to receive mercy. So this is very challenging to people that act like, well, I just said I believe in Jesus and that's it. And well, Jesus is going to move some forgiveness into your heart or you maybe, uh, maybe you need to take another, uh, take some more time in, in getting to know him more. Amen. As Christians, you'll see in the ministry of Jesus and his teachings and throughout the new Testament that, uh, a lot about this is how we deal with other people. You can't. Just say, I've got something going on with God and treat your neighbor any old way. Amen. 
You can't do that. You can't just say, I love God and God loves me. And, uh, I was just going to stay as far away from everybody else as possible. No, he said the first and greatest commandment is to love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Amen. And the second is like under the first. Hey, wait a minute. Nobody asked for number two. (laughs) Yeah, I can't. He said, we can't stop there. The second is like the first. You have to love your neighbor just like you love yourself. And if that doesn't continue to challenge you, then you're not paying attention. Because you got to take some time to consider. I know how to take care of myself. I know how to look out for myself. I know how to, to make sure my needs are met. What about those around me? Now, listen. I run into a lot of people as a pastor and really uh, just, just again, pouring out my heart to you today. Um, I run into a lot of people that seem like as soon as they start living for God, nothing wrong with this. Stay with me. They get a burden. Oh, I want to I want to reach out to some some of the uh, some of the people that are just like what I was before I met Jesus. Right. I want to I want to reach some people have a have a burden. Think maybe they're going to be a missionary sometime. I don't know if anybody here is thinking about that. Like I, uh, there's there's people in this society maybe that that I want to I want to minister to. I want to I want to reach out to the homeless. Nothing wrong with that, right? right? right. Uh, I, I, uh, just different different places and areas of society that you have a burden. But listen here now, that's all good. But what about the people you run into every day? What happens sometimes is we get these ideas and it just becomes, listen now, I'm not saying it's a good burden, but if all your mind is if one day or sometime God's going to do this and sometime and you're just walking by people who are your neighbor and not taking the time to show them and and love them and and be kind to them and and, and pray for them, you're being distracted by something spiritual. Amen. There's people that out there, but there's people right around you sometimes that might be right there at the gas station, might be right there in your home. Amen. That you need to be praying for, praying with people on your job that you see all the time and that you could, you could shine a light to them. We have this fantasy, this idealism that, oh, there's, there's people out there and they're going to just hear what I have to say. I'm going to be so loving and they're going to be so receptive. And the people that you know, well, they're just hard to get along with. <laughs> well, people are people no matter where you go. But your responsibility is first, right? Just right where you are. And you be aware. There's going to be times when you're just... Going through the neighborhood or whatever. God sets things up so perfectly. Be aware of the times where God's putting somebody in your path. They might not just look the way you wish they looked or act the way you think they ought to act. But they, they, they need what you have. Pray about that. As Christians, we... we uh, we are called to be responsible. We can't be like Cain and say, am I my brother's keeper? But uh, when you deal with people, you're going to deal with, you're going to have problems. Right. right. That's why, that's why we have to forgive. That's why we, it's hard to trust. Amen. <laughs> that's why uh, sometimes we're a little, uh, 
a little more shy to, to, to reach out and, and, and because we've been hurt, we've been disappointed. I'll just amen my own preaching. That's all right. Because it's true. It's true. But I can help you. I can help you with God's word and his spirit help you to, to be able to still be everything God wants you to be and still have joy and not lose it because of people. Because they don't have to steal your joy. No matter how messed up it is, they don't have to steal your peace. You don't have to let that happen. When we're dealing with people, we have to realize something. Forgiveness is, uh, it's not about us, but can I tell you, you're going to, like I say again, receive the blessing of that. And it's not just forgiveness per se, but just there's all kind of bad feelings you can have about people. They might not have even done anything to you. You just don't have a good feeling about them. You don't have to carry that. Amen. You don't have to hold. That doesn't have to be in you. You don't need to let that take one moment of your time or, or one bit of your, 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 uh, your contentment, if you will. It doesn't have to ruin your day. Let's start with forgiveness. Because when we forgive, what we really do is we let go of of our part of the, the hurt. Our part of the problem, we just let that go. We don't bury it, we just give it to God. See, a lot of times what I have prayed about this I have really prayed about this because I just don't understand. When somebody doesn't agree with, I've been through this with people toward me and even in my own character, in my own ways. You know, why do people just have to be so nasty sometimes? Why do they have to give you a cold shoulder? Why do Christians have to act so so offended or when they when when there is a problem? Why not just just go ahead and be kind anyway? Just be decent. Just be, just be a Christian. Just, just love your life. Love Jesus and let them, let them be whatever they got to be. See, you know what the Bible says? Listen, I know some of you, hallelujah. Well, maybe not some of you. Now I'm preaching to us. Sometimes we don't want them to get away with it. I'll tell you what it is. I'm afraid about this. People like to feel like, you know what? They, they, they deserve a little bit of punishment, and my cold look is going to do it. I don't want them to feel like they're they getting away with it. And they're not getting away with anything. I'm so glad I'm not God. Amen. You know what? It's, this is in your New Testament. This isn't the... I know you understand this because you, you love the Word of God and, and, you know, everybody thinks, oh, that Old Testament mean, nasty God that's always wants to, wants to, you know, just destroy and throw lightning, you know, thunderbolts at people. That's Zeus. That's not God. <laughs> that has nothing to do with the Bible. But that's what people think. He's angry and, you know, now we come to Jesus. He's the nice one. And not the mean one. I will tell you, there's only one. <laughs> Hear, O Israel, Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. Hebrews 10, in your New Testament, verse 30, says, For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. I'm going to pay him back. Let 
God do that. He is going to do so much better. You know what David did? This is something that's just, God help me with this. And it helps me deal with hurt. Bible says that there was a time where David was going through a tough time. And you know what? When tough times happen, it's always good to have somebody come by and encourage you. But every now and then the devil sends somebody in your tough times, right? I think the man's name was Shimei. You know, he's following David. David's hurting. David's in a low point of his life. And David and Shimei is, is following him, kicking stones at him and throwing curses at him and saying, God's going to get you for everything you've done. David didn't do anything wrong. But this man was just, and you know, his friends stood up and said, I'll take his head off his shoulders right now. You just give me a nod. Who is this dead dog to talk about my friend like this? David said, you know what? Let him talk. Maybe God will see all this and he'll have mercy on me and just send a blessing my way because he sees what I'm going through. He put it in God's hands. I can handle this. Let God deal with it. And when God deals with it, I'm going to be so much better. David was that kind of man so often. I just, he, he had the ability to, to take care of business with, with violence. And sometimes he had the, 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 the right to really as king. But he said, I'd rather let God deal with that. According to the Bible, we're supposed to love our enemies, right? You know what that means? You're going to have enemies. You don't like that part of it. People say, oh, you know, you'll have enemies. Let God deal with that. You say, well, if I smile or if I act, no, that's about you being right with God. If I act kind, you know what Jesus said to Judas while Judas was in the process of handing him over to be crucified. Say, oh, there's, I don't agree with the way he's living. He said, did you come to betray me with a kiss, my friend? Yeah. Kept his spirit right. Judas isn't going to take my victory. Right. Amen. You can treat people like a friend that aren't your friends. Right. Yeah. Amen. Right. You can be decent. Hey, there's some things I won't get. I won't, I'm not saying I'm going, going to help them along their way. Right. I, I'm not going to enable somebody just go, go a, a direction that is ungodly. Right. But I don't have to have an ugly spirit about it. Right. Because once I do that, I've allowed them to affect my day. Right. That, uh, that, I don't want that power to be given to anybody. But yeah. God. There's a lot of different ways the enemy can try to use people to bring you down. You don't have to let that happen. Listen, it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. That's what the writer Hebrews said. So if I just let them do their thing and I'm not worried about trying to give them a little bit of cold shoulder or try to trip them up somehow, try to get even with them, let God deal with that. Amen. You're going to sleep so much better. You're going to have so much more peace, not trying to figure out. Oh, if I do this, because you know what? You start thinking how you're going to get them. Then you're thinking about what are they going to do back at me? And it's, you know, that's so childish. Just keep loving God, serving God, wanting people to be saved, want your enemies to be saved. Amen. 
They're not getting away with it. Your enemies aren't going to, don't try to punish them. Don't try to get even with them. Just pray for them. And God's going to take care of it. If they make it to heaven, you're going to rejoice with them. There's nobody living, nobody breathing. I don't want to see in heaven. Amen. There's nobody worth my time of getting a bad attitude about. Praise the Lord. I've, I've seen it. I'll tell you what, and I pray. I'm not bragging on myself in any way, but I'm just putting this out here. I don't care what they've said about me, what they've done to me, what they've done to my family. I, I want to be able to just shake their hand, smile, maybe you give them a hug if it's appropriate. Amen. Because I, I just, you say, well, what if they think you, I don't care what they think. That's not about me. What if they think you're, you're behind? I don't, that's not what I'm, up to me. I know what I believe. If you want to know what I believe, ask me. I'll tell you. If they want to know, they'll ask me. They probably don't want to know. Amen. And if they come in and talk to me about it, I'll tell them, hey, this is where you messed up. This is where you're wrong. This is what I, I don't. I, and I can do that in love without being a, being scolding. This is the kind of Christianity that takes the Holy Ghost that a lot of people don't believe it exists, but it does. You can live above all this. You can live above what people do to you. I'm not saying you don't hurt. Some of us, we carry it with us. There's times I I know there's times. I'm sure I've shared this with you times. I'm I lay down at night and I say, I know. Without a doubt, I've forgiven I know without a doubt I hold no ill will. But still that hurt keeps me awake. Feelings are kind of dumb that way. I can say, God, I know. I'm praying for them. I want to see them saved. But the hurt still hurts. I can't help that. And I, I, can, I can be pretty tough on myself. Why why you let that? No, it's just, it hurts. But it doesn't have to steal my victory. Do you understand what I'm saying? Forgiveness in, in some ways really is about us because we don't want to hold on to that and lose our, for, uh, lose our mercy. And it's like, you know, it's, it's so right. I, I, it's, I don't want it to sound like a cliche, but, but holding on to, to things like that, it's, it's just like being upset with they did wrong and now I have a cancer because of it. Because that's what it'll be in you. Amen. They did wrong. You know, I've seen people. Somebody else has done them so wrong, so dirty. And that kind Christian that didn't want it, didn't go looking for it, didn't deserve it, is going to be lost because of somebody else. Yeah, because they don't forgive. How silly is that? I have found in so much, you know, if you ever try to do anything, you see it right at the beginning of the book of Acts. You see it really beginning of in Genesis, whether it's it's Cain and Abel, whether it's it's Moses. You know, there's always going to be when you try to do good and try to follow God and try to excel in that. There's going to be more people attacking you than saying, wow, I'm going to I love that. They're so awesome. I'm going to follow their example. There's going to be more people mocking, tearing you down, and you're going to have to deal with that. You can't backslide or you can't say, well, I won't try because people don't appreciate it. You can't do that. 
You can't give up. You can't let that kind of, can I say it this way, that kind of loser mentality that points the finger at you that's trying to do better. You can't let that pull you down to their place. But you can't get bitter and nasty and waste your time attacking that back or even trying to justify yourself. You just got to keep on loving God. That's where prayer is so important. Because if you really get into a place of prayer, God's going to going to take that hurting soul of yours and say, you're doing this for me. You're doing this for me. It's what I was. And, and, and you don't have to worry about all that. Isn't that what God told Samuel when Samuel was being rejected as their leader? I think he was kind of dealing with one of those nights like I was talking about, just hurting so bad. And you know what? He came into the presence of God and God helped him and God will help you. God said, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Here's your next step. Go, go get focused on, on, on David for a while. Amen. See, the thing is, if you allow these things to happen, it'll, it'll take your focus off of what God really wants you to be doing. You're worried about what this person's saying and why they're saying it, thinking about ways to either get even or prove that you're not the person they're saying you are, that they're lying about you and all that, rather than just saying, you know what, God, what should I be focused on? What good can I be doing? How much time am I wasting? I'm going to tell you something. You're going to feel so much better if you listen to what I'm saying and realize that You don't have to live your life worried so much about what they feel, they think, what they're doing, and just keep focusing on the work of God. Colossians. Colossians. It'll eat you up. You know it will. If you have ever tried to care about anybody, you know it will. Colossians 3. Listen, when somebody, let me, while you turn into that, there's going to be all kind of people that the bottom line is, how do we give them the best chance possible to get to heaven? Because we don't have a lot of time, do we? Just keep shining your light. Just keep shining your light. I know. Sometimes people make it hard for you to to care. Make it hard for you to love. Make it hard for you to go that extra mile. Just be like Jesus. Colossians 3.12 says, put on therefore as the elect of God. Put on, right? I see things like that in my mind. I say, thank you, Jesus, because I can... I can just deal with condemnation and beat myself up because it ought to, I'm, I'm a Christian. It ought to come natural to me. What's wrong with me? I have all these feelings about this person who's not doing right and, 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 and it's affecting me and making it harder for me. Put on. Put it on. As the elect of God, holy and beloved, that's you. Bowels of mercies. Kindness. Humbleness of mind, meekness, long suffering. Put it on. That's when your nature, your flesh wants to 
wants to say something that's going to be destructive, wants to act in a way that's going to hurt their feelings. Don't do that. Don't do that. You might get a chance to help them. Listen, I know a lot of people think, oh, see, we're just supposed to act like nothing's going on. No, we're trying to make a way that you can actually be effective in helping somebody. If you act rotten, they don't care what you think. They're going to just, just point a finger and say, see, they're not, they're not a Christian. They're not acting like Jesus. There's nobody that's ever helped you that's treated you rotten. They, they may have thought they were trying to help you, but you don't want that kind of help. Right? Do you hear me? You give them a cold shoulder. You say things that are demeaning, and you can feel like you're right and they're wrong, but you're not right. No matter how wrong they are, they are going to look at you and say, you're the reason I don't want that. So we're not talking about not thinking there's problems. We're talking about how can I effectively be able to help somebody? Because they may just come and say, you know what, you've been there all along. And you can be able to say, listen, I want to tell you, I don't agree with what you're doing. And say it in such a way with such an attitude and such an open door that they actually listen to you and pay attention to you. Amen. But if they just think you're always mad at them, that you don't even like them, why would they ever open up to you? The goal is, God, let me help them see. Let me help them be saved. You read it in Matthew 18. We talk about it sometimes where it talks about... uh, uh, If a brother sins against a brother, and the whole idea is that if you can go to them, not so you can scold them, not so you can make them feel terrible, not so you can rub their face in it, not so you can feel good about yourself because you're right in there. No, so you can win them so that they can get it. And there's a way that they're going to get it. I'm telling you, I, I know. I know a lot of times. I had a pretty lengthy conversation with my wife the other day because I don't know what it was like years ago in the in the 50s or before all that and in churches. But I'll tell you, I know times have changed and I know people's hearts are very hard, but you're not going to help somebody making a fool out of them. Now, sometimes you try to help them and, and they that's how they receive it. And that's that's on them. But try to put people down, make them feel bad about about just make them look foolish or or mock that you're not going to make you're not going to help somebody like that. But if you can build bridges, if you can show somebody you really do care, you may be able to help them. I know. Listen, I already know. You say, well, I've done that, and there's a lot of people I haven't helped. But I, but you know what? You're living a better life, and that's the only way you're going to help somebody. You may get a lot of disappointment just being kind, being friendly to people who really end up not even wanting it. But that doesn't mean just stop it and start being nasty to people because they don't care. It doesn't matter anyway. No, that's not an option. That's not an option. Colossians says, put on mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind. That starts inside. Somebody say inside. Inside. Humbleness of mind. Inside. It's not, you're not thinking, what an idiot. (laughs) And then trying your best. It'll bleed through. You got to love people takes the Holy Ghost. Look what it says. This is what we're doing. Forbearing one another and forgiving one another. 
forbearing one another. That, that means I recognize, hear me now, I recognize not everybody that may be in this room right now or at any given time is right where they ought to be. And don't, don't misunderstand me. If you have any questions, just ask. That's so important. Say, well, what if Jesus comes? They're going to be on dangerous ground. That's scary. But forbearance means I'm going to have to just say, God, you're working on them. Help me to be a good example. And God, I'm praying that they, they do make it. I'll give, them, give them a chance to get it right. Forbearance means you have patience with people. It does. It means that you're going to see some things and you're going to say, you know what? God, you need to, to help them with that. Right? And I don't want to get in the way and mess that up. Right? I don't want to say something in a, that, that God didn't open that door and just say, and, and, and you know what I've always heard? You know, now their blood's not on my hands. That is not. That is not how we deal with things. We pray. Pray for people. Love people. Maybe God will open a door. Some of the conversations I've had with people here just in the last week, last few weeks, more than I can even imagine. Things where they're getting down into, God, what about what about the little areas of my life and ways that I can 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 walk right and talk right and dress right and be right? And, and you know what? It, it's not because we try to make a fool out of folks. Yeah, right. And they see there's a heart to help disciple and learn and grow. Right. Amen. Amen. Not everybody wants that. Right. I'm not. I, I'm just telling you right now. I know that and it. It, it troubles me, but I'm not everybody's pastor. I'm just a preacher to some. That's the truth. But I will tell you this, that God is, is going to, God is getting a church ready to get out of here. And if we are going to be effective, you're going to have to treat people the way you want them to be treated, them to treat you. If I always, I always think it's kind of funny in a very strange, weird way. <laughs> That people really feel good about telling somebody when they see something wrong and they don't care how they say it. It doesn't matter. Right is right. It doesn't matter. Can they do that to you? Not them. Maybe they see something you don't see. You need to address things the way you would want it to be addressed. Well, I don't want them telling anything about me. That's none of their business. There you go. Here's your answer. What if they came up to you and acted and said, you know what? That, That idea of doing unto others. You got to realize maybe you're just not. There's some things in your life that could be better too. How do you want people to handle you? With well, let's go back. I want them to use humbleness of mind, meekness, and long suffering. Exactly. Have patience with me. Forbear. I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. Okay then. Yeah, but them. Yeah, I know. Their mess. You're doing. You know. You've got reasons. You've got reasons. You've got all kind of reasons why you're not just everything you ought to be. They've got the same kind of reasoning in them, too. If, they're going to, if you're going to help somebody, there's got to be a right kind of attitude. Forbearance means you're going to have patience. Forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. I want to just... Uh, I'm not going to turn to any scriptures. I think most of us know they're in there. <laughs> but uh, 
one of the most dangerous things that can get into. It's so much more dangerous than people realize. Because if we smile and, and, and act real kind here and then get together and gossip about one another. I've seen that really affect people's spirits. When you start, you know, we, the kind of love and the kind of unity that we've been talking about all night here can't just be superficial. When I see something wrong in you, praise God, and, and if God opens a door, I, I want to help you. But if I take it over here and start talking to Daphne about you, I'll tell you, that's going to stir her up against you, and, it's going to, and my spirit's going to get stirred up too. And it's just, it's, it's, it, it will ignite something in your spirit that is not Christian. Right. Amen. Amen. Oh, you know, and, and, and the old, you know, the cliche is, you know, well, I just want to pray about it, but whoo, I'm worried. <laughs> you know, uh, if there's something as a pastor that I can do to help somebody get break free and you want to you pour your heart out to somebody, but you start pouring your heart out to other people and start cutting and condemning and criticizing. Bible's got a lot of those verses in there, too, about it. Amen. A lot of those stuff, the, the, the list that we see of all the things we see in, in these fake Christians and people in our community that are sinning and, and, and that's not Christian. A lot of that tail bearing and backbiting is is in those lists. It will affect you. What I'm talking about here, and probably in another week or so dealing with it as well, that you got to watch your spirit. you got to watch your spirit. Say, well, I'm, it's the truth. You know, the truth needs to be delivered in love, the Bible says. And the truth has to be handled in a way, well, you know, uh, it's a sword. You can do a lot of damage with a sword. You could do a lot of good with a sword. You know, if uh, if we uh, go out to the range and shooting at some targets and, and you're careless with uh, where you point that thing, yeah. we're not going to be shooting anymore. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Because you got to respect that. That's, right. That's a weapon. And uh, you got to use your words properly as well. Because it will ignite in you something that is totally totally detrimental to revival and, and doing the will of God. It will, it will, you'll start to see the worst in people and it'll start to, there's something, you know, it's, it's, you know, kind of, kind of like junk food, you know, you get a taste of the, of gossip, you know, it can, it can really start to, to snowball into something. I can't get enough of it. There's a feeling there the the, uh, the stolen waters, you know, the, the sweetness of that, 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 you know, pray for people. Try to be a good example to people and see how God uses you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Our attitude towards those that have done wrong, are doing wrong, have done us wrong. We need to be careful we have a Christian attitude. You're going to see a lot of wrong. You're going to see that's, you know, it's kind of like being in a hospital, right? You're going to see a lot of sick people. Imagine that. I go to church and there's a lot of people that need Jesus there. Imagine that. It's where they're supposed to be. A lot of folks that are messed up come to church. 
Yeah, that's that's what we're praying. People that don't know any better and they, you know, in the book of Jonah, God's telling that prophet, 100,000 or better don't even know the left hand from their right. And I want to give them some more time, not, not destroy them. Why are you angry? Why are you angry when these people don't know any better? A bunch of sinners said, I'm not going to destroy them. I'm going to give them more time. What's making you angry about that, Jonah? Why are you upset that we're trying to be patient with the Ninevites? People come around. They don't know how to pray. They don't know how to worship. They don't know how to do much of anything. That's, that's, we got our job cut out for us, church. Time to shine the light. Time to let them see they, we got something worth getting. I don't want to mess up, let my good be evil spoken. But most of all, I want to help somebody here tonight. You don't have to carry around what somebody else is thinking or doing. You don't have to carry that around anymore. You don't have to carry around all that, those bad feelings of uh, uh, what you ought to do, what you ought to say, what they ought to think. No, just give that to God. Cast your cares upon Him. He's going to help you. And joy. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let's find a place to pray. Let's just take some time to talk to God before we leave.
are going to be like Jesus. You're going to go the extra mile. You're going to turn the other cheek. Remember that? Jesus said those things. You're going to give people another chance. You're going to show them kindness that they don't deserve. You're going to let God take care of anything He needs to take care of. And you're just going to be like your Father in heaven. You know what He said? He sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. And that we're supposed to be just like Him. Say, well, they don't, they're not real. It's, they, they don't mean it. Just be, be, be just awesome because that's who you are. Don't worry about who deserves it or who doesn't. He sends the rain on the just and on the unjust. Just go ahead and let them see how you've got the victory. Don't let anybody steal that victory from you. Oh, help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to just take this into our hearts, to be forgiving, to be patient, forbearing. Lord, as we stand on your truth and want to help people be saved. Help us, Lord, to shine that light. Let's all stand, Father. Again, we thank you for your presence here tonight. Lord, for the great, Lord, power that we felt, Lord, in prayer and in worship. Great testimonies, Lord, of your goodness. And Lord, help us. We need you. We need you, God. Lead us, God, to just be everything we need to be to those that are around us. To be kind to our neighbor, Lord, and just you. Bless your people now, Lord. Keep us safe as we travel. We love you. We thank you for what you've done in this house tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, church.